Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Soap Operas, Throwback Thursday edition. First, we have an interview with Perry Shin, a.k.a. General Hospital's own Brad Cooper, where we discuss what could be next for Brad after pleading guilty to the baby swap, what he thinks about Brit and Julian hooking up, and how Brad fits into the Asian Quarter history in PC. Could we possibly see some episodes from the Asian Quarter storyline of the 80s air now that General Hospital has decided to do Flashback Fridays, where they show a classic episode every Friday in April and May to extend their new episodes an additional two weeks? Who knows, but I'll catch you up with my deep dive into the Asian Quarter storyline that was a hit before I was even born. So gather round, all my young and restless children. You only have one life to live. get started all right so this is okay. our first interview for believe in soap operas so of course i had to go to one of my favorite people from general hospital mr brad cooper himself perry shin hey <laughs> so the last we really saw of brad he was pleading guilty and that was honestly some of your best work i have to say i i teared up the when lucas and you hugged in the scene you and ryan were phenomenal Thank you. Yeah, there was a lot of, I think, the situation mixed with uh, the unknown of where we were going to be in terms of a, a working relationship, you know, uh, where we're going to see each other for real in real life. <laughs> so there was a lot of that, I think, kind of bubbling up and kind of came to head. And I'm glad that, you know, I, I've always tried to be conscious and and. I, I look at, you know, I follow on Twitter and the message boards just to kind of see, you know, how people are, are receiving certain things. And uh, it's kind of unanimously, everyone was very emotional when, when they did that hug. So I'm glad that's shown through. Yeah, because they do love each other. I mean, Brad ultimately did this, and I believe him as well in the show, it, because he loved Lucas and he wanted to give him the life and he felt so horrible. And Nell really did sort of prey on his weakness there. And hopefully that does truly come out because I just can't believe anyone believes her. But <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great moment. Yeah, for Brad and Lucas, I think, even though it was, you know, bittersweet. Yeah, and, and and those are some of the best moments on soaps where it is bittersweet. Maybe on down the line, we can get a Brad and Lucas reunion. But what do you see for Brad as far as, you know, looking good in orange there? Yeah, I, I think this it's, 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 it's a good, because um, I think a lot of people, even though they feel bad for him, uh, they do want to see him sort of, Pay, pay the piper, basically. Yeah. So I think this is good, you know, because it, it, this will say that, you know, he, he, you know, however long he spends, you know, he'll, he'll pay, have, you know, pay for as much as he can, you know, uh, with, with time spent in prison. So I think this is a, this is a good thing, you know, for in, in terms of the character. 
Yeah, because that's one thing you mean. General right. Hospital is notorious for not really ever giving certain characters, Sonny and Jason, mm-hmm. uh, consequences as opposed to others like Julian. Uh, what, right. it, what was it like working with Will DeVry so much in some of those funnier scenes? Because I have to say, the dick pic stuff was hilarious. Like, Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a, a nice... Um, because for a while, I think we found... Uh, I think I would say it was very similar to how... Um, was a happy accident with working with um, Kelly Tebow as with Britt and Brad. Yeah. It was kind of like a happy accident that these two gelled really well, you know, um, other characters. And and same with, um, I think, Longa had a, like a sounding board. He couldn't confide to Nell because Nell, you know, was in prison and he didn't have Britt with him. So it was to be able to kind of unload this uh, on to, you know, um, kind of be, you know, have this sort of like, understanding or, or uneasy friendship with each other and then to have it to have him sort of burn that bridge with Julian uh, and then them go at odds each other was really great stuff uh, so I was like oh this is this is great how it is it's turning out um, when when he's you know trying to uh, sabotage my marriage uh, so <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic and then so so but I do I really enjoyed that ultimately he didn't uh, turned Julian in at the end, kind of, you know, he, he realized, you know, how much Julian had done for him and also to not hurt Lucas any further. There was no point, so he just told Julian just to go, you know, before Sonny caught on that he knew and, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, that was what I liked, is Brad ultimately, in the end, fell on his sword. In a way, he understood that Julian did a lot to help him because they both loved Lucas and that for the most right. part up until, you know, it's revealed that it was actually Michael's son and Julian gets a little upset, but he continued to cover for Brad till Brad right. kind of turned on him. But Brad yeah. was backed into a corner and you get it, but it was interesting to see you play and not really be afraid of him. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's it it nice to have a little bit of um that, that Brad attitude yeah. you know, to, to go toe-to-toe and... and and not be meek. Yeah, and that's what I always love, because your scenes with Dr. Ulbrich, uh, Kathleen Gotti is so great there. Those are good. Brad just really does have balls, and he'll stand up, and he'll just go toe-to-toe with some of these obvious killers. <laughs> right. But Sonny made him cower. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. <laughs> he spoke up a little bit, and then later Sonny backed him back down in that chair. So that was... Uh... That was a fun moment to work with Maurice, get to work with Maurice in, in that setting because it's always has, had been a very veiled, you know, subtle threats like, you know, to keep him in line. But this was straight up, you know, <laughs> them yelling at each other. It was great. Yeah, because, you know, Sonny, if he wants you dead, you'll be dead. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that's why he pled guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'll be safer in prison. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm good inside here. Yeah. And I, like you mentioned, Kelly, earlier, so I'm very glad that the Brit is back because I love Brit and Brad's friendship. So hopefully, even in prison, we'll get some of that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. It was sort of a light at the end of the tunnel when she showed up at the end of that courtroom scene. It was sort of like a flip back. You know, you had the emotions with Lucas. You had the Brad sort of being the hero in, with Julian's concern. And then it's like, oh, not all hope is lost. We've got the bridge. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was, it was a very nice full circle because my very first scene on the show was with her. So it was like, it was kind of nice little bookend, you know, for this 
journey. Oh, so you're calling it a bookend. So you haven't taped any more scenes for General Hospital, I'm gathering? Uh, no, I have oh. not. So I don't know. I mean, it's we have some people that, you know, it's always, you know, you know how it is. It's like, yeah. you know, some people step into the foreground and then fade to the background. So as of now, I, I have not. So. Well, and as we know that they're shut down for the foreseeable future due to the coronavirus and things like that, but hopefully maybe when they pick up, I know that a lot of people have discussed how Days of Our Lives did a year time jump, and we've seen it before in more nighttime soaps like Dallas and Desperate Housewives, that maybe being as there might be a potential gap if they would do a time jump, and what a great time to be like, all right, Brad's out of prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 with coupled with how the schedule is right now with nothing going on, so it's like uh, they they can't schedule anything anyway. So, I mean, that could play a part of it or so, but as of now, I have no idea um what's kind of what's what's happening. You know, I'm not dead, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, and even if you are dead, you can always come back. I mean, how many this people have yeah. come back? I mean, <laughs> And that's that's the beauty of soaps and sci-fi is that no one ever really dies. <laughs> right. You're always part of that universe, you know, somehow. Yeah, and if people like you, which I mean, like like you, I check Twitter a lot and tweet about the soaps and it does seem that a lot of people are on Brad's side and like to see Brad back, especially now that we have Britt who's mixing it up with Julian. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it's funny cuz we shot those uh so i shot that scene where i'm i'm you know i don't turn julian and i said hey get out of here in the courthouse and then right after that i shot the scene with brit um saying goodbye to her as i get hauled off and then i i said to kelly my god you know so are you done for the day you know because that was my last scene and and then uh for the day and she said no actually i have a scene with julian and i was like wow and i was like why why are you interacting with julian and she's like yeah we, we hook up. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to, I wish I had one more scene with Julian and <laughs> as Brad and then go, what the hell? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I'm taking you down. You know, it's like, that's my best friend. So it's just, it's just, I could see Brad. I just want, I want to see what Brad's reaction would have been, you know? Yeah, that, that would be funny to see Brad's reaction to those two hooking up. Cause part of me did think that maybe she was doing this for Brad to get close to Julian, to get Julian right. to say something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's kind of the, the but I guess, you know, just, yeah, they, they both don't have any significant others right now. So why not? Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Why not? It's a soap. They needed to get Julian out of his shell after he's been single for a little while. And, you know, well, who, well, who, why not? I mean, they have you in common. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, what? who haven't you really worked with that you'd want to work with on General Hospital? Um, let's see. Because you were really in the thick of it this year with the whole Wiley reveal and everything. Yeah, yeah, I got to mix it up with a lot of different people. Um, so there was one that I was trying to think that I hadn't worked with. I hadn't worked with, um, I hadn't worked with Finola. At oh, all, really? really? Yeah. Yeah. Our characters never inter- interacted. Um, I thought we were going to when they had, um, they had revealed that, um, Brad was, um, um, the descendant from the, the Wu Triad family. Yeah. And Finola's character, along with 
you know, um, um, Anna interacted with, you know, the whole um, Asian Quarter situation. Yeah. Uh, back in the 80s. So I was I was like, I told her, you know, when it got revealed, I'm like, hey, they're writing me in as, you know, the, you know part of the, the, the Wu family. So I don't know if we're going to interact. And that would be really cool, you know, to revisit that. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And so, but it just, we just, I, I thought we would interact, but we, we didn't. But I thought there was a, a nice setup right there, potential setup. Well, and who knows, with Brad being in prison, he might meet some more Wu Triad people yeah, and that, sort of get involved and bring them back. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be, I, I thought of that, absolutely, and that, that would be really cool if they wanted to go in that direction, you know, it, it's there, if they, they want to pick that ball and run with it. That would, be, that would be really cool. Yeah, because I find it odd because I remember that being mentioned when you and Lucas were sort of getting to know each other is that you both come from these mob family backgrounds that you right. really weren't involved with because Brad was given up for adoption, I think, I believe. But it was yeah. never brought up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think they were sort of, I mean, it definitely changed with, with the change of the, the writing teams. So, you know, obviously they have, you know, directions that um, the teams want to go in, you know, when they, they hop on board. Uh, but uh, I think, I don't know, but it seemed like they were setting up with that when um, Ron was on board. Because Ron, uh, I came on when Ron was, um, Carla Vati was, was writing the show and uh, introduced my character. They introduced that he's part of the Wu Triad family. And then um, towards the end, a um, uh, Mrs. Wu showed up. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, right during the the whole like gangster, you know, like the meeting. The of meeting the whole of city. the mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then later, um, and then uh, Ron left the show, and then that's kind of like we never saw that aspect, and so I didn't know. I don't know. I was like, I would be watching the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, that might be my mom or my grandma or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, so I didn't know if that was going ever going in that direction or not yeah and that is one of the things that can be very disappointing when they change head writers is sometimes they'll forget a direction like i don't know how many times like in other soaps people's parentage weren't changed i know like with the nina's baby thing people are like oh who is it like are they even doing that but like that's something that they really should explore it sort of brings a little bit more diversity to the campus and it's like Ron Cavallardi knows his stuff. I mean, I think he's writing over at Days now, and I I do tend to miss his, because he was a little bit more acknowledging of history than the current set. Mm, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it it was, all all I know is, you know, I would do research of my character, and and so when all this stuff would come up, I'm like, oh, this is really cool, and I I, I could have old YouTube videos to be able to do some research on, so I knew, you know, Tia Carrere was my aunt, you know, and uh, it just, uh, I was like, oh, wow, you know, everyone's still around, you know, are we bringing them back? That'd be cool. Yeah, like Tia Carrera, is she still looks the same, because I saw her in yeah. an event not too long ago. I'm like, yeah, why couldn't we have her back on General Hospital yeah. and be Brad's family? Yeah, even the guy who was the, um, the Mr. Wu, the, the, uh, the guy the, who might be Brad's grandfather, he's still around, Aki Aliong. I, oh, yeah. I, worked with him and he's he's you know he's up there but i mean he's worked with like sinatra and stuff like that <laughs> it's great hearing his stories but uh yeah he's still around and yeah it'd be you know kind of really cool throwback 
Yeah, and, and I think that's what you're seeing. And I know I, I had mentioned it in a pre-recording before, and now they've decided to do it over at CBS with The Young and the Restless is show classic episodes when there obviously will be a point where they run out due to the current taping schedule but general hospital might should do some of these old storylines maybe renew interest and then when they get back maybe pick that up where something you could because like you say there was already foundation laid for brad to be part of the woo triad so right why not yeah yeah so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of history they can draw in and tie it into current storylines so yeah it just depends if that's kind of what they want to want to do you know well yeah so uh, it's sad to know that we don't know what's next for brad but what's next for perry um just i guess just doing voiceovers right now you know just and then i have a movie that we've been tooling with that uh it was a time travel movie uh that i shot a couple years ago so the guy who was who was the director and writer he was really busy with other side projects and he says, no, now it, they're, they're all gone now. So now I have a lot of time to work on, um, you know, post-production on the movie that we had working on. So I'm really, I was really excited for that to come out, you know, sometime soon. So it's, it's glad that it's, it's back on the, on the canvas to be worked on. That's great, because that is one of the bright sides of the fact that everyone has so much time. So a lot of these projects that were shelled and they're still working on post stuff that you can do from home and by yourself or over, you know, like you say, like with voiceover, you can do that out of your house and don't really need anyone there with you. It's great to see that stuff is still going on. Right. So, yeah, what's the name of the flick? Do you have it or are you still working on the title? We're working on the title, um... First, it was um, Death of a Thousand Madelines, hmm. and then now it's, um, I think it's, we're toying with, I Can't Be Trusted with a Time Machine. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah I think everyone sees it like, because it kind of um, tips the hat to the, the tone of the movie, because it's, it's kind of like a dark comedy. Uh, it starts off like science fiction, these, these, this couple, husband and wife, I play the husband, and um uh, Bria Grant uh, from Heroes. Uh, oh, yeah. She plays my wife, and we invent this this time machine, and and um, we get some of the calculations wrong. We send her <laughs> to the future for a minute, and when she comes back, she she comes back, but then uh, she comes back fine. But then every every day at the same time another one of her comes back like we we created some horrible looping problems so all of a sudden all these clones start coming and and after that it becomes this um it becomes a horror movie um that we have to for the time being we can't have uh we've done the math and it's like there's like a thousand of them coming Um, that's why it's death of a thousand madelines was the first title because we have we end up like finding these creative ways to get rid of the, the Madeline that's going to appear at like, you know, 2.25 p.m. every day, you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a Treehouse so, of Horror episodes of The Simpsons yeah, where yeah. there were all the homers. Do they get dumber yeah. each time or <laughs> or like yeah. multiplicity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's a very clever script and uh, a lot of fun shooting it. Uh, I just would, you know, I would love people to be able to see it. Yeah, that sounds great. Certainly up my alley. I love time travel and dark comedies, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time with me today and us getting to know what might be coming up with Brad Cooper and giving our own thoughts for the soap fans here. Me too. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much.
problem. Bye. Bye. All right, so as promised, I did a little bit of a deep dive on the Asian Quarter storyline as it was in 1985, three years before I was even born. So I did not get to watch this firsthand, but you can find old clips on YouTube, as I always say, and it is interesting because this is something that had been brought up back in 2015 when Ron Cavallardi was the writer, and he brought in a scene where Sonny met with the five families, and included in the five families was Mrs. Wu of the triad, they indicated, kind of giving a wink and nod to this history here as well as Brad mentioning to Lucas, as we discussed in the interview there with Perry, that Brad was part of the Wu triad, as Kim Wu was his biological father, but he'd been given up for adoption, so they bonded over having mob daddies. But yeah, what's interesting about the storyline was this was the introduction of Robin Scorpio, and the reveal that she was the daughter of Robert and Anna, as she was captured by the Wu triad. This was also the follow-up to the Aztec treasure storyline with Frisco and Felicia, so they are involved in the rescue of Robin as well. So yeah, how the Wu family fits in. Mr. Wu was oppressing the people in the Asian Quarter area of PC, along with his grandson Kim, who he sends after Anna and Robert when he thinks that they have stolen some pearls from two jade Buddhas. Not to be confused with the dumb phoenix and dragon figurines that Jay Sam got from Noodle Buddha. Sorry, Jason and Sam. They're just one big glob to me now. But the Wu family business was a slave market and extortion, so they didn't import coffee, I guess. But they had planned to steal the pearls themselves from the Ancient One. No relation to the Marvel character in Doctor Strange, although they could do that now that Disney owns both of them. But I digress. The pearls actually do turn out to be in Robin's doll, so that's how this all kind of ties in together, as they've kidnapped Robin. But Tia Carrera, as we discussed, who would be Brad's aunt, played Mr. Wu's daughter and Kim's sister, Jade. She winds up throwing the pearls to the people after snatching them from her brother Kim, who is killed in the storyline, but then so was Julian, so we know how that turned out. He could easily come back as well. So yeah, that's a little bit of a tidbit from the Asian Quarter storyline that while I was familiar with and hearing it in passing and doing my own research before, I really took a deep dive into. And yeah, like I said, you can find the clips on YouTube if you want to look yourself. It is great to see a young Robert and Anna and Frisco and Felicia and really think about the heyday of the 80s. Plus, like I say, Tia Carrera on General Hospital back in the day as the beautiful Jade. It's just good to show that General Hospital has been around for a while and they still do like to nod to history and promote their veteran stories because we're still seeing Anna and Robert at the forefront, which is nice. And plus, like I say, this was the introduction of Robin as their daughter. So that is it for Believe in Soap Operas, guys. All right, so if you want to keep up the conversation with Perry on Twitter, he does tweet back and always has a lot of fun stuff to say about General Hospital. So be sure to check that out at Perry Shin. That's P-A-R-R-Y-S-H-E-N. 
And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can get Believe in Soap Operas now every Monday and Thursday. Plus, I have another podcast, Mrs. Brightside, with new episodes every Tuesday found on all the same podcast platforms as this one. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, you name it, it's on there. So see you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.